the reality is, is that it doesn't matter one bit if I overcome a virus at the end of the day, if I don't have Jesus as my true hope. And yes. so I think that these things can serve as a billboard or a foreshadowing of the greater hope that we can have in Jesus. And so we have an opportunity to talk about that with others. That, yeah. yeah, it's good to have this hope. It's good to acknowledge God's grace to us yeah. in this vaccine. Yeah. But there's a greater hope that will last even beyond death Yes, that, that I can look to. And that's only found in Jesus Christ. Hi, it's time for Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. It's always a pleasure to get together with you and meet our guest. Dr. Jim Schultz is the Chief Spiritual Health Officer at Christ Community Health Services. It was actually about a year ago this month, I believe, Jim, that we were together talking about the same topic, COVID-19. Yeah, it's the thing that we all hoped would be gone by now, but still here. When we got together the first time back a year ago, we were talking about the news of the pandemic, how it was affecting us in the United States, talking about getting people tested. Great effort to make sure testing was done. And Christ Community Health Services, this was a big mission for you guys. Yeah, actually, we were uh, the first ones to open drive through testing for the underserved population in our city down at our Third Street location. And since then, we've been able to test over 46,000 individuals wow. in the city. And you're continuing to do that, right? Yeah, we still offer testing every day. We have a site down at Lamar, and then we also do testing at all of our clinics, which are in the areas of town where you'd expect there to be folks who don't have access to care. So Frazier, Raleigh, Binghampton, Orange Mound, Hickory Hill, South Memphis, and, and also for our homeless population. And then we also have a site out in Jackson, Tennessee as well. Something, Jim, I guess is unique as you look at the world of viruses is this vaccine that's become available so quickly. Talk about having a vaccine. Usually you talk about years of research to get it tuned and get it right before you start distributing it in a large population. Right, yeah. So it's really a miracle when you say that we've seen this vaccine become available so quickly. Yeah, I mean, you know, it really is just evidence of the common grace of God that we have access to medical technology at all. I mean, the fact that people with diabetes can get care, the fact that people with cancer can go through chemotherapy is, is God's grace to us that yeah. he allows that. And yeah. I think one of the ways we see that is through this vaccine. This is a, a new technology, but it's also a very safe technology, this mRNA vaccine, from what we can tell so far. And believe it or not, even though it seems like it's been rushed through and should have taken years, they actually did not skip any steps. The difference was they cut down on wait times and they started producing before it was approved. And that that's really the difference maker. But there were no steps uh, missed in the process of approving it. We have a quality vaccine. Yes. Well, Jim, you collaborated with the city of Memphis to open the Greater Imani site in North Memphis. That happened last week, where you vaccinated over 3,500 individuals in four days? Yeah, so obviously the health department's been on the news quite a bit in terms of some of the vaccines and, and handling. And so the city has stepped in to really take leadership of vaccine, vaccine distribution. And one of the ways that they've done that is through uh, Greater Armani Church. And so we're partnering with them there along with other community partners to make sure that folks are getting the vaccine there in North Memphis. We're, we believe that this will continue to replicate throughout the city. There'll be more opportunities like this. But yeah, we've so far in four days, we uh, were able to vaccine 3,500 individuals in four days with a 30-minute wait time. If you <laughs> if you went down to the Pipkin building, <laughs> you know, I'm not knocking the Pipkin no, building. No, no. This, this is new for everybody. Yeah. It's hard for everybody, but we're really proud of that, that, <laughs> uh, that they were we were able to get people in and out. And here's the thing I'm really proud of. 
my team of spiritual health advisors was down there offering prayer to the folks who were waiting for the vaccine. So it ready and able to pray with people who may be a little nervous about that shot or how the effects might land. We just wanted to offer them prayer and give them some Well, that's the, the difference between Christ Community Health Services, not only during this time getting the vaccination, but anytime you go as a patient of the clinic, you're going to have somebody meet with you and offer to pray with you. Yeah, that's our hope is that we really want to integrate spirituality with healthcare. In fact, we asked our patients, did somebody pray with you or meet your spiritual needs while you're at Christ Community? And we found that 87.5% of our patients said, yes, somebody prayed with them or offered or somehow met their spiritual needs during their time at Christ Community. Oh, I love it. Now, we try to do that in a way that's sensitive and permission-based. We don't want to force anything on anybody. But at the same time, we want to be bold in having those conversations with people who are willing. Do you usually seek partnerships to help reach out to the community through your services? Well, you know, this pandemic has really allowed us to become partners with everybody in the city. You know, we're we're partnering with uh, Church Health and Methodist and Baptist and the city and the health department. We're we're trying to work with everybody to to meet the needs of our city. We all care about this pandemic and, and want to see things uh, change. And so for us, our, our sort of posture has been just ready to serve however we can. And in particular, we want to be a voice and an option for the underserved people in our city. I think I think most people don't realize that uh, folks in certain parts of town don't have access to care like maybe I do or maybe like you do. Yeah. And so we want to change that. We want, we want everybody in the city to have access to great health care. What's the protocol for getting the vaccination? So as of right now, those who are 65 and older, and then those who are in phase 1A1, 1A2, and 1B are eligible. Now, I know that's confusing language. Yeah. What exactly yeah. does that mean? Well, if you look on uh, the, the website for the state of Tennessee, for the health department, they can describe out, I think we might even have it on our website too, what exactly defines 1A1, 1A2, 1AB. I think most of us has prob- have probably done that and know where we land right now, but that's that's who's available right now. What I encourage people to do is just go ahead and, and keep your eye on that every day, maybe even get on a list if you can. And when your option comes, just take the first available that you can get into. Currently, there's two vaccines that are authorized and recommended to prevent COVID-19. Pfizer, which we hear about this one, and also um Moderna. So let Moderna, me, okay. You know, let me clarify. There's actually four now, two available in our city, Pfizer and Moderna. AstraZeneca has also been approved. And then Johnson & Johnson just this week was approved. We'll be seeing Johnson & Johnson in the city probably this week, um, if not next week. But if you go to a site today, you're going to get either Pfizer or Moderna. What determines which one you get? Is that up to the nurses and the doctors? No, we would love to get to a place where people really have the choice as to what they want to get. Um, but as of right now, it's, it's, it's interesting. The Pfizer vaccine has to be stored at a cooler temperature. So not everybody has what, what's needed to store it at that temperature. Like if you go to one of our clinics, we can't keep Pfizer because we don't have what's necessary to hold it. But Moderna is not, uh, doesn't have to be stored at that greater temperature. So we do have Moderna. So if you go to one of our clinics, like, for example, if you go to the clinic in Orange Mound, you're going to be offered Moderna. All of our clinics at Christ Community offer uh, vaccines and specifically Moderna. However, our partnership with the city up at uh, Greater Amani, 
they do have the ability to have the storage the city does. And so they're giving Pfizer for the most part. Now, are both of these vaccines in a two-stage process? I hear some people say, I had my first shot. I'm waiting to go get my second shot. Yeah, so Pfizer is a 21-day. So you get your first shot, and then 21 days later, you get your second shot. Moderna, it's 28 days. And then when Johnson & Johnson comes, sort of the bigger deal with that is that it's going to be one shot, but it won't be um, quite as good in terms of its efficacy. That part, they're pretty much equal when it comes Moderna to... Moderna and Pfizer, yes. Yeah, okay. And have there been many adverse side effects from the patients Christ Community Health Service has administered these vaccines to so far? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, people have reported... Fever, chills, fatigue, headache, swelling, maybe some discomfort in the arm. I've had my vaccine, so I'll speak for myself. The first vaccine, I had a sore arm, and that's it. No no trouble at all. And I I had Pfizer. Uh, The second time around, I was fine for about the first 12 hours, just a sore arm. And then I felt very fatigued and had bouts of chills. It was bad enough that I noticed it, but not so bad that I would have called out of work. Um, so that gives you an idea. So some people get really afraid and they think, oh, no, does that mean that uh, I'm getting COVID? You know, is right. there? Well, the reality is, is that neither Pfizer nor Moderna has any of the virus in it. That's one of the advantages of, of this mRNA. There's, there's no virus in the shot. What it's doing is that that's actually that that illness is actually an indicator that it's doing its job. It's creating the proteins necessary to fight coronavirus. And the idea is that. It's not necessary that you can't get it or won't get it, although the odds are much better with uh, with these uh, coronavirus vaccines. But instead, that if if you do get it, you're not going to have a severe case. So that's what those percentages that you're hearing about that that, that there's the the percentages of people who actually get it are extremely low, and virtually nobody is uh, is having such a severe case that they end up hospitalized. Yeah. Jim, do you really believe that this vaccine is going to be a helpful tool in the fight to stop this pandemic? I do. I think, I think there's more research that needs to be done, particularly around um, transmission as to whether... So I have my vaccine, but that does there's the research isn't out on whether I can transmit to my family, for example. But the initial research is is positive. It looks like it is going to help against that. So I'm very hopeful. I think that it, it's going to help get us back to that normal that we all long yes. for. I believe that it's God's common grace to us that he gave us this as a gift. And even more, I think this is an opportunity for us as believers to step boldly into this, as believers have done throughout pandemics and history, to say, you know what, I'm I'm going to be on the forefront of this, and use it as an opportunity to point to the greater hope that's in Jesus. You know, we we all have hope that this vaccine is gonna is gonna help us get over this deadly virus. You know, and the reality is is that it doesn't matter one bit if I overcome a virus. At the end of the day, if I don't have Jesus as my true hope. And so I think that these things can serve as a billboard or a foreshadowing of the greater hope that we can have in Jesus. And so we have an opportunity to talk about that with others. That Yeah, yeah, it's good to have this hope. It's good to acknowledge God's grace to us in this vaccine. But there's a greater hope that will last even beyond death. Yes. That, that I can look to, and that's only found in Jesus Christ. Oh, it's such a great word there, Jim, and I'm glad you brought that up. And also, we want to make sure people know that are listening and watching our show that you're not a medical doctor. You head up the spiritual health part of Christ Community Health Services. We're talking very general in terms here, and we're not giving any medical advice at all. <laughs> we just want to make sure that people know that. 
people need to know about the vaccine, its availability, how they can take it. It's also worth mentioning that you can find out more information about COVID vaccination on the CDC website. Now, does Christ Community Health Services also have information on your website about it? Yes, we do. And everything we pull is from the CDC. So, for example, you you rightly caution, I'm not a medical doctor. I don't have any business giving medical advice. I would encourage anyone, if they have any questions at all, to go to their primary care physician yes. and, and have that conversation. At the same time, once you know the things that I'm sharing, I've actually gotten cleared with our medical doctors, <laughs> and we've reconciled with the CDC website to make sure that uh, things are, are clear. So I may have said things the wrong way in my layman's terms, but I, we really have tried hard to make sure that we're, we're following CDC guidelines. Well, Jim, a new study by ADO Scientific has found that vaccine hesitancy is particularly prevalent in the black community which could present a unique challenge as we work to fight this pandemic and bring it under control. Are you finding these hesitancies among your patients through Christ Community Health Services? Yeah, I, I mean, we are. And I think it's it's warranted. You know, um, there there's a lot of history with abuses of vaccines and abuses um, against the African-American community that rightly cause some of our uh, brothers and sisters to, to have concern yes. uh, about that. And so we, we do see that. Um, but we we want to encourage people that um you know that that this is a relatively safe vaccine and and the only way i know to do that personally is say i i've gotten it myself um i've opened myself up uh over 60% of our staff have gotten it and that will continue to increase as they see that hey there really aren't any negative effects we're actually proud of that number that's a that's a good number of folks that have gotten it and so uh we trust that um over time that that trust and that uh, hesitancy will 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 be overcome, you know, but we can't blame people for having no, some hesitancy. I appreciate you saying that. According to this Dr. Thaddeus John Bell, he's a medical doctor, CEO, and the founder of Closing the Gap in Healthcare. It's a nonprofit organization, says the black community has, as you mentioned, a long documented history of mistreatment at the hands of public health authorities, and overcoming their rightful hesitancy will be essential to bringing COVID-19 under control with the rollout of these vaccines. So I think we need to be sensitive. Also, that there are those that are not African-American. They might be Hispanic. They might be white. They might be Native American that also have hesitancies about this vaccine. Of course. Of course. I think anybody could have hesitancy, and it's important to do the research anytime something like this comes up. One of the things that I'm really thankful for, though, are some of the pastors in our community who've been outspoken about the vaccine and their desire to see uh, the vaccine come. It's one of the things that I think it's so key that the city of Memphis is partnering with African-American churches to get the vaccine out. Um, I know Pastor Ricky Floyd's been very diligent to advocate for parts of the city to say, hey, people need access to the vaccine. Yeah. One of the things that our teammates did that I really appreciated is uh, she had me send a message to all of our, our pastors and say, look, if, if you're some of your folks who are seniors want the shot, let's work together and figure out how we can get them in. Because the reality is that when it was so hard to get signed up, you know, people were trying to get signed up yeah. with the health department, couldn't quite figure it out. Well, think about how much harder it is for a senior citizen who doesn't use the Internet every day like many of us. And so we were partnering with pastors to say, you bring your folks and we'll we'll make sure we get them taken care of. We'll register them. We'll take care of them. We'll make sure that the people that want the vaccine, particularly your seniors, will will help that out. 
Jim, do you see this becoming a polarization of the haves and have-nots of people taking the vaccine? Absolutely. I I think that what you're seeing is the vaccine exacerbates or or highlights some of the disparities that are already present in our city, um, particularly in healthcare. That's one of the reasons why we at Christ Community Health Services are just so focused on the underserved, the marginalized, those who have difficulty getting access to care. I mean, where, where would people in uh, these parts of the town get it, get the vaccine if if folks who were serving their service yes. were diligent about offering that? Thankfully, we've got some council members who care about that, too, and uh, are working towards that. I think the city really understands uh, that we need to get um, get folks in the underserved community so because the reality is that you, you just you brought up the African American community. The, this is killing African Americans at a much greater rate, and so it's strategic. It's important for us to care for our African American brothers and sisters to offer them this vaccine if they want it. Now it's up to them. You know their health care choices are up to them, but but we need to be diligent. Yes, um, to share the information and make that readily available um, to folks who want it. The same study that I referred to a moment ago also found that Americans of all backgrounds are experiencing elevated levels of distress and life dysfunction during this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Are you providing and your team providing additional support through the spiritual health side? to address these concerns. Absolutely. We're available for folks for for prayer. We've tried to come up with some innovative ways that people can reach out to us even beyond a visit to let us know that they'd like some prayer. Examples of those innovative ways? Yeah. So um, people can text uh, PRAYTN to 41444 and uh, submit a prayer request. You can submit a prayer request uh, online. We have signs up at all of our sites sharing that with uh, folks, we've really tried to to get get it out there. Hey, we're we're eager to pray for you. I think another thing that we've done is to offer um, mental health care as well. Uh, I think what we've seen is depression, anxiety, uh, marital stressors, lots of things have have really come to light in the midst of this. I, you know, I mentioned to you Adriana Morales, who has been yeah. on the show, mm-hmm. who works through you. She's a psychologist. Yes, and I know she's developed some material and some Bible studies that people are going through online. I believe to address some of these concerns too. Absolutely, yeah. And so we 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 think it's important to engage the whole person, not just get people vaccines, but engage their hearts and their minds and and the the spirit of God within them as well. So, Jim, what's the best way for someone to sign up for a vaccine? Yeah, so uh, there's a sign-up genius available on both the city's website. Also, the health department has sign-ups available. You can actually go directly to our website, ChristCommunityHealth.org, and find out the information that you need to get signed up. Um, pops up regularly. There's regularly opportunities. We even have a text in. I don't have that information in front of me right now, but folks can text in to find out how they can get vaccine. There's tons of options. And and what I encourage people is just, it's not important that you come to Christ community. Uh, it's important that you get your vaccine. Yes. And so wherever you can get signed up, just go well, ahead. What and get about our up. elderly population who might not use the internet or texting and all those kind of things? Is there another way that they can do that? Sure, they can just call Christ Community Health Services and uh, get get registered and signed up. And there's also um, oh, there's also a phone number through the health department. I believe it's two 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 shot where people can sign up. You guys are offering the first dose of the vaccine on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. 
Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, you're open for the second dose. But again, there's some 28 days, I think, in the shot that you're giving to your patients that after the first shot, you wait 28 days before you come back for the second shot. Yeah, so for the Pfizer, it's 21 days. For Moderna, it's 28 days. And that is the one for the city. If people come to Christ Community Health Services and get it at one of our clinics, which is an option too, we have vaccines at our clinics as well, then they'll they'll make them an appointment on site and they'll be able to come right back in. They won't even have to worry about trying to get in for their second appointment. That'll already be made and they can come back in. And that'll be for Moderna. And that's for Moderna. Now, also, is there a possibility while you're getting your vaccine, if you had another concern health-wise, is that a separate appointment that you would have to make? Uh, it can be. Uh, you'd have to ask our registration okay. folks exactly how that works. But we do try to keep those separate just to sure. keep people's wait times down. Right now, those who are eligible, I want to emphasize this again, to take the vaccine, are those 65 and over? Yeah, so it's, it's people 65 and older. We also are open to uh, health care workers, to uh, teachers and some child care workers. Um, I, I think there might even, uh, there's, a, there's a few other categories in there, but it, it's open to a, a, a number of categories of people. So I would encourage yeah. people to figure out. And to be honest, you, I think you can you can sign up. If you, if you do fit into one of those categories, don't question yourself. Go ahead and sign up. Well, I was talking to a friend who teaches at the Collierville High School. They're waiting for their second dose. This week is the first week, I think, when students were actually coming back to class at the Collierville High. And I asked him, I said, were you required, you know, to have a shot? He said, no, but I, you know, I really wanted to do that. And for a teacher, probably a good thing. Yeah, it absolutely. I think it's good for everybody. It's just a matter of timing as to whether you get that. I do want to say one thing. As of right now, nobody's required to get it uh, at all. And I know there's a lot of fear. Am I going to be required? And that's not really been part of the conversation uh, up to this point. And also the effectiveness and safety of the vaccine on children under the age of 16. We're not really sure about that. But right now, kids 16 and under are not taking the vaccine. Is that correct? Yeah, they are not able to be vaccinated. The research isn't, isn't in yet. Jim, also, and of course, I know you're not a medical doctor, and I'm not either. We play one on the radio, right? That's right. But there's also talk about new variants of COVID. Mm -hmm. Are we seeing any of that in our area yet? Have we seen new stuff here? Yeah, I believe that there has been a case of one of the new variants. You'd have to ask somebody smarter than me which one it is. Um, But the good news is is that the initial research is showing that uh, these vaccines are successful against those as well. Of course, it depends on which one you're talking about, and the research isn't conclusive yet. So. Now, if somebody has been vaccinated like you have, in case in point, should they continue to practice social distancing and hand washing? Yeah, I know that uh, can be a little bit frustrating for people, but yes, absolutely. We The CDC recommends, and certainly we at Christ Community would recommend that people go ahead and maintain all those same uh, safety guidelines until the research is in. That, that's part. Of, it's this isn't going to be forever. I think people hear that and think, "Well, great. Why am I getting this vaccine?" Yeah, but yeah. the reality is that there will come a day when enough research is in, and we'll be able to say confidently, "Hey, you're safe to take off that mask," or "Hey, you're you're safe to gather again," or whatever. What I would want people to know is that if you want to be just sure that you can go to your church and worship and not infect other people or be infected by other people. The safest way to do that is to get your vaccine, continue to uh, distance and mask and practice good hand hygiene until uh, the research is in and, and we can we can start to open up uh, more and more. I, I think that, like I said earlier, I think there is hope that we're, we're going to be moving beyond this. Well, we're all looking forward to that. Now, 2020, Christ Community Health Services saw some 53,000 patients yeah. in just 2020. 
I'm sure that wasn't just COVID patients or addressing COVID needs. That, that doesn't even count the patients that we saw for testing. So we saw 43,000 for testing, and then we saw 53,000 patients for other needs. And part of, that's actually down for us. We're normally over 60,000 patients. But the reason why we're down is because at the beginning of the pandemic, our dental services had to completely shut right. down. Yeah. Well, it all started 25 years ago. Christ Community Health Services began its operation in one location in South Memphis on 3rd Street, a clinic there to serve the medically underserved. And it's really amazing, Jim, to think about what the faith community, through the power of God, has accomplished through Christ Community Health Services. Yeah, I tell you, if you if you just hear just a bit of the story, it's, it's amazing to see how God has truly been at work to preserve this organization, to advance it. I mean, Take case in point, uh, in 2020, we expanded to Jackson, Tennessee. We didn't even go looking for that opportunity. We didn't, we, there was nothing, we weren't out there, man, can we open up a spot in Jackson? <laughs> the, the Lord just brought this partnership to us, and God is being glorified in wow. Jackson, Tennessee. We're able to share the gospel with patients in Jackson, Tennessee, so it's, and, it's truly a gift. And we want to say hi to our Jackson, Tennessee listeners. That's in our listening audience, yeah. so they're hearing the program today. Well, you are a nonprofit, federally qualified health center. You receive some government funds that do not cover all your expenses, but you rely greatly on donations from the public, those who are listening and watching our program right now, to support what you do. Yeah, I think there's a misnomer out there that if you take federal funds that you don't you don't need private. We do. We need we need donations. And that if you take federal funds, you can't talk about Jesus. All I can tell you is we're talking about Jesus, <laughs> certainly in ways that are appropriate, that honor our patients and respect to them. But we are definitely telling people about Jesus. So if people would like to donate, we would encourage them to text uh, CCHS25 to 41444, or you can just go to our website and check out more how to, how to give. And that's a great way to give, too. Well, Jim, as always, it's a pleasure to have you come by and update us on what's happening. Again, it's hard to believe it's been a year ago this month that we got together, still talking about the pandemic. But I'm so thankful that we're seeing some improvements, seeing numbers go down. If we pull together, we can see a difference. Yeah, I think there's hope for a way out, but we all have to be in it together and and work together. But, Byron, thank you so much for your ministry to the city of Memphis. So thankful for you and who you are in this city and the way you proclaim God with everything you do. God bless you, my friend. Also, you can go to ChristCommunityHealth.org, ChristCommunityHealth.org to learn more information about what we've been talking about today. We do appreciate you stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to today's Mid-South Viewpoint. The program you just heard is available at BotRadioNetwork.com or on your favorite podcast platform like iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Stitcher. The show is also available to watch on YouTube. Just search Byron Tyler Radio to find the channel. If you have suggestions for upcoming episodes, please email btyler at botradionetwork.com. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure when you visit our website to look for other programs available on our network, to help you build a relationship with God through Jesus Christ.